Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. We hope that you'll be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Good morning, church. And good morning, greetings to those who are watching via the screen. I trust that the Word of the Lord will be ministering to you this morning. And I trust that what the Lord put on my heart to share with you will somehow open up a level of new understanding in your way of thinking. For the last two Sundays, we've concentrated our teaching and meditation on the value of God's thoughts, knowing, receiving, and believing God's thoughts brings about a renewal in our minds which is necessary for spiritual growth and development. We talked about how God's thoughts toward us are valuable. Amen? And they are precious. Not only that, but they are so many, we cannot even count them, the psalmist said. Today, we will flow along the same theme, but I will change gear and teach on the value of spiritual education. How many of you know there are two types of education? There is academic and natural education, but there is also spiritual education. Now, natural and academic education comes from beneath. The wisdom of men and what men can teach us. But spiritual education comes from another world, from the world of the Spirit, where the wisdom of God and the knowledge of God are flowing in abundance. And to lay a foundation, I want to read two scriptures. I trust you brought your Bibles with you this morning. The first one will be from John chapter 14 and verse 26, and the second verse of Scripture will be from 1 John chapter 2, verse 27. John chapter, John 14, verse 26 from the New King James Version says, but the Helper the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you how many things? All things. And bring to your remembrance all things that I say to you. 1 John 2.27 says, But the anointing which you have received from Him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true, and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in Him. We often hear from various sources of information, especially the highly educated ones, that academic and natural education is the key to life, the key to success, and the key to prosperity. They will tell us that through education, we will be able to eradicate poverty, unemployment, disease, and many other ills that we face in our world today. I mean, that is what they advocate. Even in some sectors of society, education has even become an altar of worship 
upon which so much is offered and sacrificed. Billions and billions are spent every year on educating our young people through various learning institutions. Amen? Now, don't get the idea that I'm against education. I'm not. I'm not against education. I'm talking about academic education. Education is important and valuable and necessary. But if that is all we have, we still have no guarantee in our lives that we will be successful in life. Would you say amen to that? It does not guarantee us success. No matter how many doctorates you have behind your name, no matter how highly educated you are, if that is all you have, you still have no guarantee that you will succeed in the most important things in life. Amen? You agree with that? Come on, give me some amens back. Let me know you are alive and rejoicing in the Lord. So, education is one of the keys we need to succeed, but it is not the only key. Life, experience, has taught us that many who are highly educated have made shipwreck of their lives. And it's evident everywhere. Most educated people end up in failure when it comes to things which are really important in life. Even if they do succeed financially, their family life, their children, sometimes, most times, their marriage is a complete disaster. Hello? Experience has taught us that. They have no true friends and no meaningful relationships. Now, that alone tells us that academic education is not the answer to our success and our prosperity in life. In fact, the Bible tells us that the disciples of Jesus were uneducated and unlearned. Have you read that in your Bible? Yeah, it's in the Bible. You know where it is? Acts chapter 4, verse 13. The Bible says that they were uneducated and untrained people. Most of them were fishermen, simple fishermen and tax collectors. And in the eyes of God... They were very successful, though, in what they were commissioned to do for God and with God. They filled the communities with the presence and the power of God and caused the highly educated people in their day to stand up and take notice of them. That's also written in the Scriptures. Now, what was the secret of the power and success? Why did they succeed? They were educated and taught by the Holy Spirit. They spent years in the school of the Spirit. I woke up the other morning, this is how I got this message, with the Holy Spirit speaking to me about the value and the importance of spiritual education. Spiritual education. The things I'm going to share with you are the things that the Holy Spirit brought to my attention as I began to meditate on the importance of what I'm going to share with you concerning spiritual education. Now, spiritual education is education we receive from the Holy Spirit through the understanding and the unveiling of the Scriptures, as well as through nature around us. The Holy Spirit can take natural things and begin to teach you concerning the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And Jesus did that very often. He took natural things 
physical things and hid in them spiritual truths. We can learn from nature. But primarily, the Holy Spirit will take the Scriptures and will unveil them to you and teach you. Amen? Are you, are you still with me? Amen? Amen? Praise God. Now, as we read in our text above, Jesus said that when the Holy Spirit comes, what's He going to do? He will teach us how many things? All things. All means all things. Spiritual and natural. All things that pertain to life. He will unveil and reveal truth to us and make us aware of things to come. He will show us some of those things that we need to know and prepare for. The Bible speaks of the Thessalonians who were taught directly by God to love one another. Paul said to them, but concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. So the Holy Spirit will teach us about life. He will teach you about health. He will teach you about finances, about marriage, about raising children, about your vocation in life, and every other thing that pertains to our success and our prosperity in this world as we live our lives and carry out our God-given assignments. The Spirit will show us and teach us how to win the battles that we often face, how to tackle poverty, how to deal with sickness and disease, how to deal with uncertainty, with fear, with confusion, with stress, and many other problems we face in our world today. Listen, we have the finest teacher that ever lived on the inside of us. Can you imagine any better teacher than the Holy Spirit? He's a person. He teaches. He helps. He comforts. He directs. He guides. Amen? He will teach us how to protect our marriage, how to raise our children, how to succeed financially. And this is what I call spiritual education. Hello? Spiritual education. Amen? The mysteries of the kingdom of God and how the kingdom operates are taught and revealed to us only by the Holy Spirit. Scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13, These things we also speak, what things? Not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. You see, when the Holy Spirit begins to teach you, He does not draw from the wisdom of men. He draws from the unfathomable, unlimited wisdom of God, and He imparts to you knowledge that is beyond this natural, physical knowledge. Something that universities cannot teach us. Amen? Because he draws from the all-knowing wisdom and knowledge and understanding of God. And as Jesus said, he will take the things of mine and will reveal them to you and make you a partaker of the knowledge and the wisdom and the understanding of God. Wow. Are you shouting inside of you? We have this ability. We, it's made available to us in the Holy Spirit. And Jesus would often hide spiritual truths and the mysteries of the kingdom of God in parables so that only those who had spiritual education could understand them. You ever wondered why Jesus spoke in parables? So that only those who had spiritual insight can understand them. 
those who had a hunger for the things of God, those who had ears to hear in the Spirit and eyes to see in the Spirit. Let me put it this way. For those of us who know the Holy Spirit, and for those of us who have a close relationship, intimate relationship with Him, a whole new world begins to open up for you. I trust that you are aware of that. You are not limited in knowledge. We just read the scripture in 1 John 2, 27. He says, but the anointing which you have received from him knows all things and makes them available to you. All things. Now, this whole new world opens up for us because we have a unique, or we should, and an intimate, close relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit. A world of unlimited knowledge, unlimited wisdom, unlimited understanding, and unlimited possibilities. Amen? That is the job of the Holy Spirit, to open up this whole new world for you and for me, for the church. The church is not left alone. Jesus said, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you in the person of the Spirit. And I will be with you and in you. We have something better than the disciples had. While Jesus was with them, he couldn't be everywhere. He was with them. They were with him. But in the new covenant, he is in us. Hello. Something that he couldn't do prior to the cross. He lives in you. He lives in me. He's a living person. Now, these are the ones who know the Holy Spirit intimately, who build their lives on a sure foundation, Establish them in the ways of God. They are prosperous. They are joyful, peaceful, and successful in every sphere of life. Look at Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3 and 4. Proverbs chapter 24, verses 3 and 4. Through wisdom a house is built. You can put there anything besides the house. Through wisdom, a family, a marriage, a business is built. And by understanding it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. The Holy Spirit imparts wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And these are the three essential ingredients for every successful endeavor. You've got to have all three of them. Wisdom, knowledge, and spiritual understanding. If you have these three ingredients, you will prosper in every endeavor you set your hand to. You will prosper in your marriage. You will prosper in your family. You will prosper in the, in the vocation that, uh, of your life. Amen? And you will be able to successfully complete your God-given assignment. Now, these are the ones whose families' lives, they are in order. The marriage is secure and strong. The children are blessed. The finances are in order. The relationships are real, meaningful, and satisfied. Why? Because they have been taught by the Holy Spirit how to succeed and how to prosper. So spiritual education, according to the Word of God, is free. And it is sponsored by the Lord Jesus himself through his sacrifice on the cross. Jesus sponsored your education. You don't need money. Are you listening to me? Well, yes, it's available to everyone. Even the unbelievers are invited to come and to learn from the wisdom of God. The Bible says that the wisdom of God cries out in the streets. And he says, hey, you simple ones, how long will you be foolish? Come, 
and I'll teach you. Amen? Regardless of your status, regardless of your color, your nationality, or your background. It's free and it's ever available to us. All we need, now here's the thing. All we need is a disposition of hunger and thirst to learn and to grow in the things of the Spirit. Now, if you don't have that, you will not be able to learn. That's why most times all of our Bible courses and church attendance and listening to sermons have not done a great deal of advancement in our growth and development because we lack the passion and the hunger to learn from the Spirit of God. Amen? Listen to what Isaiah says. Isaiah 55, verses 1 through 3. Isaiah 55, verses 1 through 3. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you who have no money... No man is needed here. Come and buy and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Amen. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me here and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. So here you see God is calling all those who are thirsty for spiritual knowledge in order to enlist them in the school of spiritual education. He says, come, even you who have no money. Come and I will satisfy your soul with things that money cannot buy. When God decides to bless you, he blesses you with what money cannot buy. Do you know that? Hello. The blessing of the Lord is not bought with money. Amen? But he gives you blessings that money cannot buy, no matter how much money you have. When God begins to bless you, he gives you those things. He gives you wisdom, first of all. He gives you understanding, knowledge, and he blesses you with undeserved favor. When my marriage was in trouble many years ago and ready to collapse, it wasn't natural education. I didn't have any that saved it. It was the Holy Spirit who taught me and educated me on how to rescue it and steer it back in order. I didn't go to a counselor. I'm talking about human counselor. But I sat at the feet of Jesus. I sat at the feet of the Holy Spirit with my Bible. And he began to open it up to me. And he began to show me and teach me from the scriptures what I should be doing, what I should not be doing. Amen. You know, so many things could change in our lives if we just sit in the presence of God and take time and sit at his feet with an open Bible and with the Holy Spirit within us, with an open mind, a hungry heart and soul, and say, Spirit of God, I don't know how to deal with this situation. Would you please teach me? Would you please show me things that I do not know? Amen? So many things would change if we could only do that. But what do we do? We run from man to man, from course to course, from counselor to a psychologist to a psychiatrist and back again, and we pay so much money. And when they finish with us, we're worse off than when we started seeing them. Hello? You don't believe me? It's the truth. I'm not knocking those things. But we should first go to the Lord. We should first go to sit at the feet of Jesus with a Bible that is open 
and with an open mind and an open heart with the Holy Spirit and cry out to the Spirit and say, Spirit of the living God, you live within me. I want you to teach me and show me how to deal with this situation. Help me to overcome my fears and my anxieties. I received a message the other day. Please pray for me. I, I am so overcome by stress and anxiety. And this is a person who's been walking with God for years. Hello? And this is, this is normal in the church today. So many people are depressed, oppressed, confused, worried. When all of the time the Lord says, Come, and I will satisfy your soul. Come, all you who are heavy laden and weary, and I will give you rest. I will teach you how. By taking my yoke upon me, and you learn from me. Learn from me. It's so sad at times. When my finances were failing, believe me, they were failing. I was bankrupt. Totally. It was the Holy Spirit who taught me through the Scriptures how to steward my finances, how to invest both in the kingdom of God and also in the marketplace. I'm walking down, driving down the road years ago in Masvingo, the town we lived, there's an empty plot. The Spirit said to me, go buy that. I bought it in six months' time. I think we sold it for double the amount we bought it. The Spirit will teach you how to invest your money. Amen? We have the finest counselor living on the inside of us, and he's a financial advisor as well. Hello? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> when I didn't know how to raise my children in a godly way, because I, my brother and I, were raised in a, in a family, not in a godly way. My parents almost went, maybe went to church once a year. Most of the time, my dad wasn't there. So how do you raise children as you become a father when you yourself have not been fathered or mothered properly? My mother would not allow me to step out the house and go down to the, to the lake and, and learn how to swim. She was terrified. I was blocked in with my brother, blocked by my mother's fears. Hello? So when I didn't know how to raise my children, when my children came on because I was raised in a godly home, it was the Holy Spirit who taught me how to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Sure, he used the Bible, he used other godly books, but you know what? I was hungry to learn. I wish we could buy hunger with money but unfortunately we can't. When I didn't know which way to go because darkness and confusion filled the atmosphere I was in, it was the Holy Spirit who guided me through the darkness and brought me through to safety. And He will do the same for you. There is no challenge bigger than the Holy Spirit. There is no problem that the Lord does not have the answer. Amen? You need to know that and understand that. Before the problem ever existed, God had the solution. He has it, and it's in the Spirit. And you're not going to get it in this natural, physical world. You're going to have to step out into the world of the Spirit and learn how to receive the thoughts of God from the Spirit of God. Amen? Time and time again, it was the Holy Spirit who brought me out of situations, who rescued me from disaster 
as he educated me in the scriptures. Now, this is what I call, and I'm repeating myself, spiritual education. Which is far more important and more valuable than natural education. Being in the ministry for so many years, dealing with people and the problems for so many years, gathering information from my many years of experience in the ministry, I can confidently say that only few Christians are spiritually educated. You say, how is that possible? Yet it is. They may know the scriptures. Oh, yeah. But so did the religious leaders in Jesus' day. They knew the scriptures. They knew the Old Covenant. They knew the Torah. But they failed to recognize the Son of God who stood before them and taught them. They didn't recognize Him. They didn't honor Him. But they knew the scriptures. But they didn't know the power or the Spirit of God. You see, you've got to have both. Paul says the Spirit, the, the letter of the law kills, but it is the Spirit that gives life. You cannot interpret the Bible in your natural understanding. You need the illumination of the Spirit to open it up to you and minister it to you. We need both the Word and the Spirit working together, educating us. We can't have the one without the other. Many put so much emphasis on the Word, 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 and someone said, too much Word, we dry up. Others put so much emphasis on the Spirit, too much Spirit, we blow up. But when you put the Word and the Spirit together, we grow up. You've got to have both. You've got to honor both. Jesus said to the Pharisees, you are mistaken not knowing the Scriptures nor the power of God. The Passion Translation says it this way, you are deluded because your hearts are not filled with the revelation of the Scriptures. You see that? And so it is today. Even the most committed ones who will attend church faithfully, Bible studies, other courses of the Bible, don't know how to be taught and don't know how to be instructed by the Spirit of God. Amen? They might know the letter, but not the Spirit. Paul said to the Corinthians, listen to what he said to them. He said in 2 Corinthians 3.6, God also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. Amen? Every single one of us ought to be a minister, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. Rightly dividing the word of truth, for the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Now, here are a few reasons. I'm going to give you three reasons as to why only few are spiritually educated. You may want to write them down. Why is it that only few of us are able to sit at the, at the Lord's feet and be taught directly from the Spirit of God through the Scriptures? Number one reason is a lack of of intimacy with the Holy Spirit. A lack of intimacy with the Holy Spirit. And unless we take the time that is required to fellowship with the Spirit, we will not develop the kind of intimacy that it takes to be taught by Him. You see, it takes time to know someone. Are you listening to me? A time that most believers don't have today. But we seem to have time for everything else. Amen? That's one reason the fathers went out into the desert to be alone with God and be taught with God. No distractions over there. And you and I need to shut ourselves often 
regularly away with the Holy Spirit. Put your phone away, put your tablet away, put everything away, and just sit with an open Bible and talk to the Spirit and ask Him to teach you. Amen? So, unless we take the time that is necessary to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you remember, He's a person. We will not develop the kind of intimacy that is required to be taught by Him. You see, I believe that the Holy Spirit, by and large within the church, is not honored, it is not acknowledged in the life of many, many believers. We keep ignoring Him. As though He isn't even there. When was the last time you talked to Him? I'm not talking about praying, dear Heavenly Father, da 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 da. When was the last time you fellowship with the Spirit? No attention is paid to the one whom Jesus said he would come and make his home with us. Wow. What a blessing. Paul, writing to the Corinthians, he says, 1 Corinthians 3.16, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Question mark. The Corinthians were ignorant of the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. That's why Paul is asking them, don't you know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit Himself lives and indwells within you? Don't you are you not aware of it? Are you not conscious of Him living within you? What's it doing in you? Is it hitchhiking? Hello, that's what he said to them. The Corinthians were ignorant. Listen, they had the gifts. Yes, all of the gifts. In fact, Paul said to them, in no gift you come behind. But they didn't know the giver of the gifts. You know, that's why they abused the gifts. They would walk into a room and everybody started speaking in tongues and nobody understood what they were saying. He said, <laughs> you see, having the gifts of the Spirit does not guarantee that we know the Holy Spirit. The Corinthians were proof of that. Listen to what Paul says to them. 1 Corinthians 1, 5 through to 7 that you were enriched in everything by Him, in all utterance and knowledge, so that you come short in no gift. Yo. And this is the same people that Paul wrote to them. Don't you know that you are the house of God and that God dwells within you? Is it possible for someone to live in your house and still not know Him? Question. Who knows the answer to that? Is it possible to have someone, a guest, living in your house and still not know him? It's possible. You get up every morning and you ignore him. You never talk to him. You never pay attention to him. You never listen to him. You go about your work. You go about your business. You come and go. And he's standing all, there, all the time there, but you never, you never have a conversation with him. How would you know him? Hello? Is it possible for the Spirit to live within the believer and the believer still is not aware or conscious of His presence? Yes, it's possible. The Corinthians are proof of that. Amen? You see, the Spirit comes alive in us. When? When we honor Him. In all your ways, do what? Acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. If you don't acknowledge, if you don't honor, He does not direct. If you don't acknowledge, if you don't honor, He does not speak, because He's a gentleman. He doesn't push Himself on us. He doesn't force 
his advice or his counsel on us. He waits for us to ask him. He waits for you and I to acknowledge him. He says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledge him in your finances. Acknowledge him in your marriage. Acknowledge him in your relationships. Acknowledging him in what God has called you to do and how he has called you to do it. Amen? He comes alive when he's honored, recognized, and acknowledged. If we keep ignoring him, he will remain silent and grieved. Reason number two, spiritual, sorry, scriptural ignorance. Ignorance of the scriptures leads to our inability to be taught by the Spirit. I say that because the Spirit will use scripture to teach and educate us. Amen? Amen? The Word of God becomes alive under the illumination of the Spirit. Many, many answers to my prayers came directly through the Scriptures. I remember when I brought a few people to the Lord, and, and they were all Greek, Greek Orthodox, and I said, Lord, I, I don't know where to take them to church. They're not familiar with this charismatic renewal of church. They only used to the author. Wait, I need to help them to grow. What do I do? And I'm reading my Bible one day, and the words that Jesus said to the disciples, the Spirit of God takes those words and applies them to me, and He says, you give them to eat. The Spirit spoke, but what did He use to speak? He used the Word. Jesus said, the Spirit will bring to your remembrance all that I have said. And taught you. As you read your Bible, as you're familiar with the Scriptures, when the time arises that you need guidance and wisdom and direction, the Spirit will dip Himself and bring to your remembrance the Word of God, and He will teach you through it. If you need encouragement, He'll encourage you. If you need direction, He'll give you direction. If you need wisdom, He'll give you wisdom. Hello? Amen? But if you don't know the Word of God, He has nothing to work in educating us in the things of the Spirit. Our ability to be taught by Him is diminished because the Spirit brings to remembrance all things the Lord Jesus said and taught. Finally, reason number three. Disobedience to the will of God. People who are outside of the will of God are unable to be taught by the Spirit of God because disobedience darkens the minds of those who disobey. The more you move out of the will of God for your life, the darker your mind becomes, and what happens then, your spiritual intuition, sensitivity, or hearing and seeing in the Spirit is diminished. There is a veil that comes over the mind of the disobedient. In fact, Ephesians talks about it. It says that those who do not believe, those who are not in the will of God, are alienated from the life of God due to the ignorance that is in their minds. So, it dulls our spiritual senses, thus rendering us incapable of receiving or being taught by the Spirit. And this is what happened to the Hebrew believers when the writer said to them, Hebrews 5.11, of whom we have much to say and hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. You see that? Paul wanted to teach them, or whoever wrote to the Hebrew believers, he wanted to teach them about Melchizedek. He said, I have much to say concerning this person, but it is hard for me to explain it to you. Why? Because you've become dull of hearing. Amen? So, you... <laughs> This, this today, I believe, is one of our major problems that we have 
in church worldwide. So many programs we have going in our churches, so many Bible studies, biblical courses on educating our people on the things of God. We should all be spiritual giants by now. Don't you think so? <laughs> Yet the opposite is true. We look around, even in our churches, we see so much failure, so much pain, so many troubled families, so much fear and confusion, marriages that are broken, relationships that are broken, and the reason being is a lack of spiritual education. I personally believe, that's my conviction, that spiritual illiteracy is a major problem in our churches. And if you and I have been a Christian for any length of time, and we are still not able to receive and be taught by the Spirit of God, it should concern us, shouldn't it? Amen? It should. It should really concern us. If you're not conscious of His indwelling presence and how He communicates, how He imparts truth and revelation, it should concern us to the point of doing something about it. Now, Jesus said something profound to Philip. Philip was asking to see the Father. Lord, show us the Father, and we satisfied. You know what Jesus said to him? John 14, verse 9, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? Would you say that Jesus is, same thing, is saying the same thing to many of us? <laughs> when it comes to knowing, understanding the person of the Holy Spirit, so long have I been with you and in you, and you still don't know me? So let's not point fingers at Philip. Amen. And I believe the time has come for us. I've talked about the thoughts of God last two weeks. Who reveals the thoughts of God to us? The blessed Holy Spirit. Who imparts knowledge and wisdom and understanding? The Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead. Who is with us today? Jesus is not with us today. The Father is not with us. Both of them. The Father is in heaven. Jesus is sitting at the right hand. Who is, sitting, who is with us today? The Holy Spirit. Amen? Let's not kid ourselves. Let us make a quality decision that we will honor that we will acknowledge the presence of the Spirit within us in everyday activities. Talk to Him. Talk to Him about everything that concerns you. I read about a pastor who had an illness up in Uganda. Uh, was it? Uh, no, Nigeria. There was an illness on his head that was terrible, incurable, until the Lord healed him. And when he, would, he was a Christian, he went to school, and nobody would sit with him. Nobody would befriend him because they were afraid they would catch what he had. And I heard his testimony. You know what he said? Because I had no one to talk to, I began to talk to the Holy Spirit. That's how I grew in my relationship and intimacy with him. I would talk to the Spirit every day. I would have conversations with him. Today, he's an apostle and travels to many places, has a tremendous ministry. Why? Because he developed. You see, relationship is developed over time. He developed a beautiful, intimate relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit. Proverbs 3, 6, I'm repeating, In all your ways acknowledge Him. Who's Him? The Spirit within you. And He shall direct your paths. Consult with Him. Begin your day by fellowshipping with the Spirit. 
Tell him about your concerns. Tell him about your dreams, your work, your family. Sit in his presence. Wait silently until you hear and discern his voice. The Bible says, be still and know. You've got to be still, not just in your body, but in your mind. Sometimes um, we're still in body, even when we go to pray or worship, but our mind is running all over the world. We've got to learn to still our emotions, our minds, our bodies, and listen. In the quietness of our soul, our emotions, our mind, He begins to reveal things to us, things that we do not know, things that are keys to our prosperity in life. And finally, I want us to make a confession. I want you to stand with me. Instead of praying, I want want us to make this confession out loud. This is taken from Faith Food Devotions by Kenneth E. Hagan, the confession. And I want you to repeat after me. I believe that the Creator One lives in me. I believe that He's greater than the devil. I believe that He's greater than the tests and trials I may be facing. I believe that He's greater than the storm I may be going through. I believe that he's greater than the problems that may be confronting me. I believe that he's greater than the circumstances which may appear to have me bound. I believe that the greater one is greater than sickness and disease. And I believe that the greater one is greater than anything and everything. And the greater one lives and dwells within me. Praise God forevermore. Let's give God a shout. Let's give God a praise. Let's give God a praise for the mighty Holy Spirit whom He sent to live within us, to walk with us in order to teach, to guide to comfort, to help in all of the things that pertain to life. Father, we thank you for the mighty Holy Spirit. We thank you for his indwelling presence. Forgive us for having grieved him, Lord. We grieved him by not acknowledging him, not recognizing him, not honoring him, not consulting with him. We pray for forgiveness. Teach us how to communicate, how to converse, how to talk to Him, and most importantly, how to listen to Him. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za.